Section 16 of Amusement Only. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jill Janovitz. Amusement Only by Richard Marsh. Aunt Jane's Jalop. Chapter 1. Before Taking. There's a fortune in it for bottle makers. If for them, then what for us? We shan't want more bottles than we can sell. Besides, we can make our own bottles if it comes to that. Cost of bottle, contents, cork, label and all, one penny. Selling price, eight pence. Sale at a moderate estimate, one million bottles a year. How does that figure for a profit? It figures nicely. But give me facts. How long do you suppose it will take us to reach that sale? No time. The name will sell it, Aunt Jane's Jalop. There isn't an old woman in England who, seeing those words staring her in the face, won't press a longing hand to her inside. Outside, I presume you mean, but no matter. Hughes placed the bottle on the table. He looked at it with loving eyes. Then he shook his head. There's only one thing we want. Customers? Testimonials. There's something in it. I know there is. Not much, perhaps, but still something. That bottle, sir, contains a remedy for all known diseases, and all unknown ones, for all that I can tell. In fact, I have suspicion that it is the unknown diseases that it will come as the greatest blessing. Patent medicines generally do. Those mysterious maladies which, up to the advent of Aunt Jane's Jalop, have baffled all the resources of medical science. Give me a day or two, and I will prove it. I will bring you testimonies which will make your hair stand up on end, and, he paused, looking me fixedly in the face, all genuine. That evening I had a small dinner party. It was rather an occasion. The suggestion, I am bound to admit, had come from Margaret. My dear George, it's the easiest thing in the world, and you could do it nicely. Why don't you ask us to dinner, Aunt and I, and old Pybus to round it off? squared off, I suspect she meant, but of course that would make four with me. But I didn't correct her, and then you and I could look over the house together, after dinner. So I asked them, and they came. Old Pybus said that he would be delighted. I don't care for Pybus myself, but Mrs. Chalmers does, and this was an occasion on which her taste had to be consulted rather than mine, and during dinner I began on Aunt Jane's Jalop. Well, it's all settled with Hughes. I addressed myself to Margaret. What about? Aunt Jane's jalop. Mrs. Chalmers put down her spoon. This was while the soup was on. Aunt Jane's jalop? Whatever's that? The new patent medicine, the coming boom. You must know that my friend Frances Hughes has a wonderful old nurse, and this wonderful old nurse has the most wonderful medicine, which she used to administer to all her charges. Hughes has obtained the recipe from her. How much did he give her for it? Half a crown? I crushed Pybus. This is a private matter, but rather more than a half a crown. As a plain statement of fact, he hadn't given her anything yet. But, of course, we should both of us see that she made a good thing of it when the sale got up. I need scarcely observe what fortunes have been made in patent medicines, and lost in them, my boy. This was just like Pybus, but I let it pass. Millions, literally millions, have been made, 
and I may safely say that none of them compare with Aunt Jane's jalap. Have you tried the stuff upon yourself? No, Pavis, I have not. I am ready at any time to try it upon you. Well, Hughes has supplied the medicine, and I am going to supply part of the capital. What part? This is another private part, Pybus. Sufficient, I trust, to bring the matter before the public eye. Don't you think the name is rather a funny one? Aunt Jane's Jalop? This was hard, coming from Margaret. My dear Margaret, the name is half of the battle. Hughes thinks it's a splendid one. But don't you think it makes one think of indigestion? That's exactly what it's meant to do. Before or afterwards? This, of course, was Pybus. Let those laugh who win. Wait till you see the name blazon on every dead wall. Then you'll welcome Aunt Jane's Jalop as a friend. That dinner, I confess, was a little patent medicine-y. More than once I had wished that I had kept the subject out of it. Pybus told some pleasant and characteristic anecdotes about injurious effects of patent medicines. How he had known whole families killed by taking them. How more than half the infant mortality of Great Britain was owing to their unrestricted sale. How the habit of taking patent medicines was worse than the habit of dram drinking, and then why, and the wherefore, and so on. I could not at my own table take the man by the scruff of the neck and drop him from the first floor window, but I know that Margaret didn't like it, and I didn't either. Mrs. Chalmers seemed undecided. She herself swears by some noxious compound which is absurdly named Daddy's Delight, and which I know by the mere smell of it, it is nothing else but poison. Have you any of the stuff in the house? she asked. I have a bottle of Aunt Jane's Jalop, which is not stuff, my dear Mrs. Chalmers, but a most invaluable medicine. Hughes brought it this afternoon as a sample. Trot it out, said Pybus. Pybus is fifty-one if he is a day, but he uses the slang of a schoolboy. I was not going to act on such a hint as that, but when Mrs. Chalmers expressed a wish to look at it, I fetched the bottle. It was a small black bottle, such as is used for samples of wine about a quarter bottle size. I held it in my hand. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Aunt Jane's Jalop. It is a name which I trust will soon be familiar in your mouths as household words. This, however, is its first appearance on the scene and I propose to mark the importance of the occasion that we drink to its success. I propose, ladies and gentlemen, that we drink to Aunt Jane's Jalop in Aunt Jane's Jalop. Brooks, bring four claret glasses. I drew the cork. George, you don't mean that we're to drink the stuff. I do, my dear Margaret. Why not? The dose is a wine glass full to be taken immediately after meals. Mrs. Chalmers, allow me to offer you a glass of Aunt Jane's jalap. She sniffed at it. It has a very disagreeable smell. That was good. I protest that I have smelt Daddy's delight when I was passing the house, and took it, till I knew better, for drains. Margaret, a glass of Aunt Jane's jalap. But, George, I assure you that I never do take medicine. Some people's wine is no better than medicine. We drink that and pretend we like it. Why not jollop? This was Pybus, as he had just before been making insinuations about my wine. The allusion was pointed, but the man's proverbial. No heel traps, Aunt Jane's jollop, with the honors. We all stood up. I drained my glass. I immediately wish I hadn't. The others drained their glasses. I saw they wish they hadn't, too. 
I do not think I ever tasted anything quite so nasty. I wish I had sampled it before. As it was, it took me by surprise. So much by surprise that my first impulse was to fly for shelter. It was like, well, the taste was really so exceedingly disagreeable that comparison fails me. It is a case of kill or cure, observed Pybus, with the most extraordinary expression of countenance I ever saw. The man who takes much of that stuff will be killed if he isn't cured. Death for me rather than Aunt Jane's jollop, if it is jollop. It is rather pungent, I owned. I don't know about pungent, continued Pybus, who certainly seemed to be suffering, but with the ice pudding, it's a failure. Never, declared Mrs. Chalmers, who was leaning back in her chair and had her handkerchief in her hand. Never did I taste anything like it. Never, and after dinner, too. Margaret's feelings seemed for the moment to be too strong for speech. I perceived the thing had been a failure. Still, I endeavored to pass it off, which was difficult, for I myself felt really ill. Ah, it is to the after-effects we must look forward. It is the after-effects I'm thinking of, said Pybus. That was almost more than I could bear. It was the after-effects I was thinking of as well. Come, let's adjourn and have a little music. Have we finished the bottom of Jollop? inquired Pybus. I really must apologize. I confess I had no idea what a peculiar taste it had. It certainly is peculiar. Mrs. Chalmers put her handkerchief up to her eyes. And after dinner, too! We accompanied the ladies to the drawing-room as well as we could. Pybus went with Mrs. Chalmers, and I took Margaret. As we went, I whispered in her ear, Now, you and I can look over the house together. I am afraid, George, you must excuse me. I, I, I couldn't walk about just yet. Do take me to a chair. We had planned that we would examine the house together from attic to basement. Indeed, the whole affair had been got up for that express purpose. Everything was in apple pie order and ready for inspection. The servants were on the tiptoe of expectation. As we went, Margaret was to make suggestions for alterations which would fit the house for its mistress, and opportunities might arise for a little confidential intercourse. But, of course, I could not drag the girl about the place against her will. Love works wonders, but there are circumstances which prove to be too strong. The atmosphere of the drawing-room was depressing. It was no use my talking to Margaret, because she wouldn't talk to me, and general conversation seemed out of the question, so I tried another line. Pybus, give us a song. Pybus thinks he can sing. He may have been able to, once. Here's Drink to Me Only. That's a favorite of yours. You should hear him sing it. Margaret will play the accompaniment. Lucas, he said, do you think by any chance that dose of jollop was too strong? I asked the question because I remember when I was a boy hearing of a family being poisoned by an overdose of jollop. In their case, they took it by mistake, though judging from the taste of your jollop, I can't see how that could be. Still, if there is likely to be any danger, it is well that we should be prepared for it. Margaret, murmured Mrs. Chalmers, let's go home. Why, aunt, it will pass off in time. In time, at that moment I heartily wish that Hughes had been in Jericho before he induced me to dabble in his patent medicines. I always did hate them, even as a child. It is quite impossible, continued Pybus, 
that the sensations which I am now experiencing are the ordinary and natural outcome of a dose of jalap. Margaret, groaned Mrs. Chalmers, I insist upon your coming home. Aunt, what is the use of going home? You haven't got a book in the house, Lucas, treating of poisons? I wish you wouldn't talk like that, Pipus. It really is unfair. I quite perceive that I made a mistake in administering the dose after dinner. In fact, I am myself inclined to believe that I misunderstood Hughes, and the dose ought to be administered before a meal. Good God! Pybus! I can't help it. I really cannot help it, sir. The idea of a reasonable person voluntarily swallowing such a concoction as that before his dinner is enough to make any man profane. I don't think, Mr. Lucas, murmured Mrs. Chalmers, that you have the least idea how ill I feel. My dear Mrs. Chalmers, if, if there is anything I can do for you... Yes, said Pybus. Another bottle? End of chapter 1 Aunt Jane's Jallop